Warning, this podcast may contain graphic and triggering content. Please listen at your own risk. Each individual struggle is different and everyone's recovery and healing journey is different. Please reach out to a certified medical professional if you need help. Welcome to episode 12 of Stomp the Stigma, the podcast aimed to fight the stigma surrounding mental health through education, awareness, experiences, stories, resources, and the vulnerable truth. Joining me to Stomp the Stigma today is Kylie Roman. She's a radio personality for Virgin Radio, and she's here to share her journey through eating disorders and anxiety. She also shares her tips and tricks to taking care of your own mental health, especially during the pandemic. Hello. Hey, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me on today. I appreciate that. First of all, I just want to say, like, you have such a huge platform, I guess, and you're more, I don't want to say, like, influential or influential to more people than the average person. And I just want to thank you for being, like, so honest and open and vulnerable with everyone and with the world and sharing your story because I feel like that it's huge and it's so important and so needed right now. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, honestly, I feel like like when you have a platform and I guess for lack of a better word, like the radio as a megaphone, it would kind of be irresponsible just for myself, I feel, to not speak about important issues as mental health, you know? Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I find it really, really important and crucial to do something like that yeah oh I absolutely agree that's kind of why I wanted to start this whole podcast in the first place because I know growing up with my own mental health struggles I didn't have people around me kind of talking about it or even like places to turn so that's kind of where I started this whole thing and I'm so happy that so many more people are are talking about it now I don't know much about your story I just know that you have one to share um you struggle with anxiety correct Hmm. is it just anxiety (laughs) or is there more um included with that no there's definitely more um so I think like as life progressed I don't know I think let's go way way back to the beginning (laughs) um I think the first thing that I struggled with really mentally and uh, and then physically was I dealt with an eating disorder. Uh, I dealt with bulimia through high school and uh, beyond. So mm-hmm. I think that was kind of like my first introduction to, uh, to you know mental health and struggling with that because I think I think so many not just female so many so many humans especially in high school go through, you know, a lot of body dysmorphia, a lot of Mm -hmm. comparing themselves because of mainstream media to images that are supposed to be like ideal to look up to, which isn't the case. So I think a lot of that stemmed from that a lot. Also from, I used to dance when I was younger and I remember like looking and they have these like big giant mirrors mm-hmm. in dance class so you yeah. can't really see all of my <laughs> all of my arms there but like in dance class and I just like remember looking at such a young age which is ridiculous uh and being like I'm not the same size as the other girls yep. 
and you're so little and like the fact that that's like implanted into your brain already at such a young age so dealing with that kind of uh through high school and through college and obviously you know throughout life because it's not something that just goes away it's something that you know every so often it'll like pop into your brain and everything even after recovery uh it's definitely like a day-to-day hard struggle thing and i think so many people deal with it who we don't even know you know Mm -hmm. like our next door neighbor our friend our you know a lot of people don't talk about it so yeah that was that is kind of like before even anxiety kicked in so that's yeah that is definitely like the first introduction i got there and then uh and then anxiety uh I don't think I knew that I had anxiety or came to terms with it mm-hmm. actually until like maybe within the past like year and a half, two years. And I think that's kind of like a really similar story for a lot of people because I think a lot of people, like my grandma even back in the day, like she was so anxious and like I didn't even have any idea about this until my mom told me, until I was explaining what was going on with me to my mom and she was like, your grandma had anxiety. She's like, but she didn't know it was anxiety until like way, way, way later on. Like I think that anxiety for a lot of people, I don't think that we had a name to call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that even makes sense. Like I think like as mental health issues got more prevalent and people started talking about it more like yourself and creating conversations and everything like, and giving light to these, you know, mental illnesses or me- mental health issues rather that, you know, people have, and actually calling it what it is, like people would just be like, oh, you're anxious, like go take a nap or like just forget about it or just get over it. Just get over it is my favorite one with that. So yeah, I think dealing with anxiety and learning what to actually, learning what it actually was and putting a name to it and a face to it and realizing what it was definitely gave me more resources to figure out how I can cope and deal with it. So that's a little bit of that behind the scenes there. I, so I have depression and BPD and I didn't really think of myself as being an anxious person until I've started talking to people about their own stories. And I'm kind of realizing the traits that I have that I'm like, oh, that maybe that is tied into anxiety and less of like a normal thing, I guess if you want to call it normal, I don't know what's normal anymore, but I feel like I'm starting to realize that I do have some traits of anxiety that go along with the depression and everything else. And yeah, nobody's ever really told me that I, I was anxious before or I had anxiety. So definitely learning a lot about myself throughout this process too, while um, listening to other people's stories. Do you remember kind of, the initial point or a point when you like realized that you had anxiety or you were struggling with it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> um, I think like, I think when I realized that I actually have anxiety was probably a panic attack that was induced by uh you know we as as you date and everything Mm -hmm. um (laughs) I think sometimes unfortunately we get into toxic situations and relationships that like maybe make us you know um 
bring out things in us that we wouldn't necessarily like normally feel. Mm -hmm. And I just remember probably about four years ago, um, like having a panic attack because of a situation that was going on in my relationship at the time. And I just like, remember I was not able to gain control and I was just like, why can't I like, why can't I like stop freaking out right now? Essentially. Like I just, my body was in hyper alert and I just, I couldn't calm down and I felt like I was going to die and that was really scary. Um, and I just remember being like, okay, I have to like breathe through this. Like it's going to be okay. And I just, my whole body was like in a shock essentially, which was so weird. And I was like, okay, that was just like a panic attack. By the time I got over it, it was fine and everything. Um, and then later down the line, uh, this happened again. Like it's almost like these panic attacks would be triggered by like negative situations, but like because of somebody else, if that makes sense, like if you've ever, you know, been in a relationship or like a partnership or a friendship even, and it's just like something just like triggers it. And so I would notice that like certain things like that would trigger this like anxious response. So I started to like look up online obviously and read a little bit more and, um, And then I also read about high functioning anxiety. I came across that and I was like, Oh shit. I was like, yo, this is what you have. I was like, because I didn't even know, I didn't even know certain traits within anxiety and like high functioning anxiety were like what I was experiencing and what I had. And so I was like, Oh, okay. This is why this happens. This is why you feel a certain type of way. And anxiety is not necessarily a bad thing. I actually think like, okay, in a lot of ways, like my anxiety can be a superpower. Like I have a lot of attention to detail and I'm very Mm -hmm. meticulous in a lot of ways. And I like things a certain way and I like to be very organized so that Mm -hmm. I can like pre-prepare for everything, knowing the best way I can in my head, going the way that I would like it to go. Mm -hmm. Because I think another thing is, is that like, you know, sometimes if things get derailed or your plans get derailed, that also is a little bit anxiety inducing. I never thought of it that way. So I think, yeah, I think having those like catalysts of, you know, getting like panic attacks and then being like, well, why is this happening? Looking up and then being like, oh crap, I have high functioning anxiety. This kind of actually makes sense with a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um, That would probably be the moment for the long answer to your short question. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) That's a really good point. um, There's a huge stigma around anxiety and mental illnesses being such a bad thing, but uh, that's a really good point. Anxiety in some ways can be a good thing at some times. I feel like for me, it makes me super productive and I'm like always on the, I have to be doing something all the time. And I think, I think I have a bit of high functioning anxiety as well, but I mean, it's definitely, I've never had like a panic attack or anything like that. So it's very minor for me, but I'm definitely like always on the go, always doing something. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting how you like attribute that to just be like, no, I'm a hustler and like, I like get things done. And then you read things and you're like, oh, I just came correct. Like someone just told me what's up. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Did your family always know about what was going on or did you kind of have to, some people say like come out to them and kind of um, reveal that side of yourself? Like the anxiety side? The anxiety side. So I don't even think, I don't even know if like my parents realized, 
I don't no 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 they definitely wouldn't because between between I guess like the eating disorder stuff and the yeah. gay stuff and like me moving out of the house like like by that point because I didn't even realize it until I moved out like I only yeah. realized it when I I lived in Kelowna for work at a point and like that was kind of when I started to realize things but then I really realized it here in Calgary mm-hmm. so yeah I don't think they would have even realized it until maybe I told my mom maybe a year ago yeah and then she was like yeah this is something that your grandma dealt with and your uncle deals with and I was like oh wow <laughs> Okay, so everyone's got the anxieties. Love that. <laughs> I I think I'm in the same boat. I kind of had to like sit my parents down and like tell them the whole story after I don't know how many years. But yeah, it's it's crazy how much you can hide from the people that are so close to you. Yeah, I think the thing is too is like when you don't realize it's a thing, a thing, mm-hmm. because like I don't know, my mom she's you know she can't empathize with it my current partner is like I don't deal with it so Mm -hmm. I can't really understand your she's like I'll try to understand and like empathize where I can with you but like I don't fully obviously understand and I'm like damn must be nice yeah (laughs) so you know so I think that like you don't fully understand it unless you're in it and Mm -hmm. I think by the time Mm -hmm. you kind of like are in it and really start to try to understand it you're kind of like how do I explain this to somebody else who actually might really not get it well exactly and that's one thing I was going to ask you because I don't struggle with anxiety to the same extent that you do or other people do and so to try and explain that to somebody who has no idea like how do you even begin to describe that I think for me my anxiety I will create a story in my head Mm -hmm. to come up with the ending that like I don't even, I haven't even read past the first chapter. So it's like trying to read a book. Bear with me while I like try to give this analogy. Yeah, it's all good. I think for me, it's like trying to get to the end of a book without even reading the first chapter. So you're making up the ending of a, to a story that you haven't even like flipped a page in yet. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, Cause you're like kind of trying to prepare yourself almost for something or like several different outcomes that like you don't even know could, you know, could unfold which type of way. But it's like, do you remember Goosebumps books? It was like, choose their own ending or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like that. I'm like, okay, Kylie, if you can prepare for like several different endings, even though you don't know what's going on in somebody else's head or how this is going to play out or, you know, how this is going to, you know, uh, happen in your job or in your relationship or in your friendship. But like, if you can prepare yourself this type of way, maybe you can be ready for it. So is it preparing for like the worst possible outcomes or just any outcomes? All of it. All of it. So if I can prepare for the bad, if I can prepare for the good, then like I feel maybe more at ease, but then in the same sense, that actually works me up more. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, (laughs) so lately I've been trying to, especially like with my therapist and everything, like learn how to like, it's okay to just kind of like take a step back and like Mm -hmm. try to be in the present moment. Yeah. Because if you're living, if you're living on fast forward, and if you're living in the future, then you're not really actually getting to enjoy your current situation. Yeah. Which is kind of terrifying when you think about it. (laughs) So when you're feeling um, anxiety, or 
like yourself getting anxious how do you kind of calm yourself down do you have a a tip to do that yeah yeah so when I feel myself like sometimes um it'll hit where like where I've really worked myself up and it's like getting to a panic attack like really really bad mm-hmm. I don't I've never had like I feel very lucky because I know lots of people deal with panic attacks very frequently yeah. and I have them like I don't know the last one I had was like maybe a year ago so like it's very infrequent for me but when that happens when it's like something I need to like work myself down about uh my therapist was like if you can see five things and then if you can hear five things and then count down and then see four things hear four things see three things hear three things see two things hear two things and so on till you get to like zero and then you've kind of like regrounded yourself but I think with yeah but I think with smaller type things what I noticed this really helped me I start every morning I try to I try to, I'm not the best at it, but I try every morning to start with a meditation, a 10 minute, really quick, like, Hey, I'm grateful. I exist. (laughs) I'm here. And this day is like full of opportunities type meditation. And it's 10 minutes. And I find that that kind of like pre grounds me for the day, which is really nice. Oh, I like that. That's I mean, that's a good idea for everybody. It's good because it just kind of chills you out. And this one, the one that I do, I can even send it to you. Um, my therapist sent it to me and she was just like, it's 10 minutes and it's just, it talks about like, it's a great day for opportunity and like the world's your oyster type thing. And I really never believed in meditation before. I was kind of like, oh, it's this like, I don't know, hippie dippy type stuff <laughs> that everyone like new age, but it's not, it's actually like legit and it's so important and it just like helps you with your breathing and it helps you with your mind and getting you in a good headspace. So I think those would be my tips for larger things and smaller things and go back to that meditation when you kind of need to ground yourself. If you have like the 10 minutes of your day, mm-hmm. you can also always go back in your mind. Like if you started your day with that, like go back to that peaceful like moment, try to like, remember that like 10 minutes that you had that calm, like try to take yourself back there. And I noticed that really helps. Oh, wow. I'm going to try this. I like it. Yeah, it's really good. (laughs) Do you think that um, anxiety is something that you're going to live with throughout your entire life? Or do you think that's something that you can kind of overcome or recover from? So I think that that's kind of like the eating disorder stuff. Um, In the sense that I think that we're always like continuously recovering. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily think it's something that goes away in your life. However, I think it's something that you can get more tools in your tool belt for yeah yeah and if you can learn how to manage it um you know in a way that makes you feel comfortable and that you can learn how to like recover from having Mm -hmm. an anxious moment or an anxiety attack or something of that uh degree then I think it's like a little bit more manageable I don't know if things like mental mental health issues or mental illness like go away per se but I think it's just something if it's something we can learn how to manage I think it's definitely worth you know figuring out more tools to put in that toolbox to be able to be like oh crap where's that thing I can pull out and like deal with this at this moment yeah I would agree with that as well I feel like even for me I'm at the point where it's never going to go away but I I know how to deal with it when it does happen and like how to manage it compared to I when I was a kid. I was just gonna say it's so funny just bringing it back to like childhood like that because mm-hmm. like even when you're saying that now I'm remembering I used to be really scared of death as a kid. 
And like, I I would like not be able to fall asleep at night because Mm -hmm. I was so scared. And even now I'm thinking back, I'm like, oh crap, I was probably anxious then too. Like, and that was anxiety and I didn't know. So I couldn't fall asleep. I would like work myself up about it. Sorry, that was just what I had off. No, that's okay. I find talking about it now and kind of understanding more what I'm going through and what's happening, just thinking back through my whole life, you kind of realize, oh, like, this is kind of attributed to anxiety or depression and like different events that have happened that you never really realized until now, which is so crazy to me. Okay, as somebody who struggles with um, depression, one of my pet peeves is when people complain that they are so depressed when they don't really understand what that means. Um, So can you explain kind of the difference between somebody who struggles with anxiety and kind of your average person just being anxious about something? That's a good question because I think it really differs from person to person. Right, like I yeah. feel I feel very lucky actually yeah. that my anxiety is like where it is. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I said, like high functioning, like I can deal with like day-to-day things and like it's not um like I personally personally I'm not on anxiety medication. Um like I I know there's people who like struggle so much more severely. So I can't imagine you know, what their day-to-day looks like. But I think Mm -hmm. for mine, it's a little bit, it's a little bit like, uh, let me try to think of like an example for when I'm going to work because I will get really stressed about my work. My work is so fun and I love my job. And like, I get to talk for a living and listen to cool music. Like (laughs) it's a dream job. It sounds amazing. It's a dream job, but I will stress myself out and be like, okay, uh, like, this break, I'll like literally like go back and like analyze my breaks, like my, my little talking bits that I do. And I'm like, okay, I could have done this a little bit better. Or I'm going to, I like, I've literally been in my head. I'm like, Oh, I hope I didn't, I hope my boss didn't hear that. He's going to fire me. Like I will literally go to that like automatic, uh, negative thing maybe with work. And that's like where I'll get like a little bit of anxiety or I'll be like, Oh my God, this happened. And like work myself up about it and I'll be like, okay, I have to tell my boss that this happened, even though it's like actually not a big deal, but I will feel better if I've like gotten it off my chest Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for something also as simple as like when we give away prizes or something like that. And And to me, okay, this is a good example to me, like the software crashes or it's not working sometimes instead of like, uh, troubleshooting myself, like where you can like look at the system and be like, okay, I'm just going to like maybe turn it off or I'll try to reboot it. Or, you know, I can just like handwrite something. I'll literally just like right away. I'll be like, okay, I need to tell uh, the promotions department, something's going on. Like I'll just like work myself up when it's like, Kylie, it's not that big of a deal. Just like take a breath. Mm -hmm. And it's really like, it's really not that serious, but I make it a bigger deal than it is. Right. So sometimes that's a little bit harder for me. So like in my day to day, that's kind of like what I go through, but I cannot imagine what somebody with severe, you know, debilitating like anxiety deals with, because I know that if my mind is running like 30 miles a minute, there's is probably going like 70 and I can't imagine that. Right. That's a very good point. Oh my gosh. Like for me, I can't even imagine what it's like even in your situation, like having that much anxiety, I don't know if it's on a daily basis, but at time when you're stressed or times like that, 
Yeah, I, and it's so weird to hear people say like, I don't get it. Cause even I'll tell my girlfriend, she's like, okay, she's like, take a breath. Like it's not that big of a deal. But yeah. to me, it's the biggest deal in the world, especially exactly. at that moment. Yeah. I, so my ex-boyfriend didn't understand um, my depression at all and couldn't understand why, like some days you just wake up and you're so down and you just want to cry or like you can't even get out of bed. And it's so hard to explain to somebody who hasn't been through that or like they can't understand that it's not your fault and it's just something that happens. And it's so hard to explain to people that like have no idea. And then, wow, this is going to get personal for me. Um, After we broke up, he actually fell into kind of a state of depression for a few months and he came to me a few months after that and was like wow I finally understand what you were going through and like apologizing apologized to me for like not being able to relate to me and like understand what I was going through before so it's so hard to explain to people that don't struggle with that yeah, absolutely. Like, and first of all, also like, thank you for sharing that with me. I really appreciate oh. that. And it, it is hard to, like, especially for partners who don't mm-hmm. understand. And I think that like unsolicited advice <laughs> for any partner who listens to this, I think the best thing you can do. And even if you're going through something yourself and you're like, oh, my partner doesn't understand me. I think the best thing we can like ask our partners or ask from our partners is just like, how can, how can I support you in this? Yeah. I find is like super helpful. Like my girlfriend would be like, what do you need from me? Like, how can I support you? And I'm like, okay, yeah. right then immediately, yeah. like I feel heard. And yeah. like, I feel like in those moments of like having a, a depressive episode too, like I know sometimes it's even hard to like speak or pull yourself out of bed. Like, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's really helpful. I think if somebody can ask like, how, how can I support you? And then you know, do their own homework as well to like look up what people sometimes need or want or would be helpful in those moments. Mm -hmm. There's a couple really good Instagram pages actually that offer like a lot of help with like, if you have an anxious partner, here's like something that's like so easy for you to do. Or like if your partner is depressed, like here's what's so easy to do. Like sometimes all we need to do is like just feel heard and like helped and supported, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think the communication is huge. Just, I don't know, relaying to your partner kind of what's happening and that it's not their fault, but, and kind of what you need from them at that moment is so helpful. So helpful. Yeah, even if they don't know what you need and you're just like hearing you say like, what can I do to support you? I'm like, even that's helpful, like Mm -hmm. oddly enough. Mm -hmm. I'm going to switch it up a little bit. Yeah. I've talked to a lot of people that have mental health struggles and they compare kind of coming out to their family and friends to coming out in terms of sexuality. And I know that the two are incomparable, but people who struggle with mental health issues um, often find themselves kind of hiding this whole other side of themselves. And then when they finally um reveal it it's like it's such a huge relief and like a weight lifted off their shoulders so as someone who has kind of been through both how do you feel when you hear people compare the two like do you agree is that offensive like how do you how do you feel about that 
Like, actually, I've never heard the comparison of the two. So it's really interesting to hear, but I can mm-hmm. totally see where it would feel like you're hiding yourself. Like, I think yeah. for me, like, maybe to me, it's two different things because when I came out, like, uh, being queer wasn't like as talked about and it was still like a little bit taboo mm-hmm. and like people, like, I told one person that I don't even remember who I told, but my, I lived in like a little town. Like I'm from Vancouver, but I lived in like a suburbia called Port Coquitlam. And like, I can't remember who told someone, but like I came out one person knew and then like everyone knew. And my best friend who I hadn't even told yet was like, yo, you didn't tell me this. And I was like, I didn't even tell this person this. I didn't even tell, like, I don't know how this got around. So like, that to me was like, it was really, really hard to come out Mm -hmm. as gay because like, that was like something that I struggled with my entire life. Anxiety. I didn't know that that's what it was. Like, I think we were talking about before, like, like, I didn't have a name to call it. Like, I just thought I was like hypersensitive or like hyper aware of things or just like worked myself up. I didn't know actually that it was anxiety. I had no idea. And then we're living in an era now that it's like, no, we need to talk about mental health and like, we need to create conversations. So I think to me, it was like so much easier to come to terms with that because it happened at a later date and me coming out happened when it was like a little bit more taboo. I think to me, they're two totally separate things. But if I think of my grandma, perfect example, like who had anxiety back in the day, like that was never talked about. She didn't have anything to call that she didn't know, you know? So like, I couldn't imagine how hard that it probably would have been kind of like me coming out, like coming out with uh, someone who has like anxiety or depression or eat, an eating disorder, like anything like would have been so hard then yep. me saying to my mom that I had an eating disorder was so much harder than anxiety. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. As a radio personality, part of your job is to be upbeat and kind of on all the time. Uh-huh. Is that difficult? to bring out that version of yourself sometimes? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Because like, because I think I personally, I can't speak for everyone else, but I struggle with the fact that I need to be this like really upbeat and like happy person because at the end of the day, people are listening to have fun and we're like an escape from somebody's like crappy day. Like we want to be that escape. We want to be that fun person, but also at the end of the day, we're real people too who have our own shit and who go through our own issues and on hard days like it is so hard sometimes like let me tell you girl there have been so many times when I have been crying in the studio and I'm just like having a real bad day and then you like you like tears flowing down your face and you're like 98.5 virgin radio like (laughs) just like turn it off for that second but like yeah it's super hard because like I want to be the most genuine, authentic version of myself, which also to me means talking about the shit that's going on in my life, which I think is why it's so important for me to talk about mental health when it's going on, especially in my life. Um, Not to like make anyone sad or feel for me or anything, just in a like, hey, I go through this too. I'm sure you're going through it too, actually. Like it's relatable, but also finding the balance of being like, I'm that fun, energetic person who's like giving you something to escape from because it's COVID and everyone is feeling some type of way right now. Yeah. So yeah, it's hard to be on all the time. Well, yeah, I feel like there's so much pressure to be that upbeat person. And like, nobody wants to turn on the radio and listen to somebody that's like 
all sad and like down all the time. So there's so much pressure to be upbeat. But at the same time, yeah, you guys are humans just like the rest of us. You're going to have your bad days or your down times. And I think it's so important to be real at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, the days actually that like I will talk about certain things like that. Yeah. Um, I've never gotten a negative feedback. Like I've always had yeah. someone, at least at least one person reach out and be like, hey, I hope you're doing well. Also, thank you for saying this because this has like actually really helped me. Or like yeah. there's been times pre-COVID where like uh, even talking about like coming out and just being like openly queer on the radio, I've had like moms come up to me and been like, my daughter came out because of you. And like, that's really like help. And I'm just like, Okay, that's when I know that like being my authentic and true, like speaking about mental health, speaking about being queer, uh, you know, just speaking about real things is like so important. Mm-hmm. Like it's so yeah. important. So yeah, sometimes there's a hard balance, but then you have those moments like that too, where you realize like it's important. We're good. We're doing what we're supposed to do. Yeah, absolutely. On the days when you're not feeling yourself, do you have kind of like a pre-show ritual or anything that you do to pump yourself up? Yeah. So, well, every day before work, I'll try to work out or go for a run because that like always like really helps me boost my energy, boost my serotonin. And I find that that helps like so much, even when I'm really trying to peel myself out of bed and I'm just like, I don't want to do it. I'm just like, get outside. If you literally get like a boost of sunshine or fresh air, it helps so much. When it's winter, it's a little bit harder. And I'll go back to kind of like that meditation or I'll try to take a nap sometimes and like sleep it off essentially. Mm -hmm. But like, man, some days you just struggle bus. And like Mm -hmm. some days it's so hard. Like yesterday, my coworker and I were talking actually and we were like, it's a really hard day today. Like, it's a really hard talking day. It's a really hard content day. It's a really hard, like, being creative day, and I don't know why. And I was like, can you get yourself out of it? And she's like, no. And I was like, I can't get myself out of it either. Like, sometimes you just can't pull yourself out of it. And I think that's just human, though. Like, I think also with COVID, everyone's feeling the burnout. Yeah. Definitely. So so that's kind of, like, what I try to do, and, like, most of the time it works. But some days, like yesterday, like, it was just, like, not and it wasn't even anxiety it wasn't anything other than I think just feeling the COVID burnout Mm -hmm. but it was like couldn't pull myself out and sometimes that just happens yeah I think a lot of people are feeling that right now I know for me even the past week I've just been so exhausted yes and I don't know why (laughs) I someone's gonna watch this or hear this and they're gonna be like it's the moon patterns or (laughs) something like no it's straight up like I think everybody is hitting their COVID wall and I think we're all really frustrated and like it's just so hard right now and it's discouraging because obviously like restrictions in Calgary and everything got Mm -hmm. like placed back to phase one And so I think everyone's just kind of like, like you said, exhausted. And I think it's like mental and physical exhaustion. Yeah, absolutely. It's been so long. People are just so tired of the same thing every day. I was actually on Instagram this morning seeing people that I follow that are in the States and they're like able to gather again. And I'm just like, oh, but that's so far away for us. (laughs) And it's so sad. Oh, I saw radio hosts giving away concert tickets. And oh. I was like, I was oh like, my God. I would 
die right now to yeah. give someone a concert ticket. Like I would be so like, like we give away virtual concert tickets right now and stuff like that. But yeah. like to a real show, like, are you kidding me? Like oh. I will lose it the second I can give somebody a physical copy and be like, go enjoy this and like have the best time of your life. Right. Oh my In a crowd God. of people. Like, I can't wait till we can have events again. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, you're kind of the queen of self-care, I think. <laughs> On social <laughs> media anyways. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, and I love it. I love it. I think it's so important. Um, do you have a favorite thing to do for self-care? <sighs> there's a lot. I know, there's <laughs> so I'm many. Like, <laughs> um, my favorite thing, actually, for self-care is probably... I will have like a night alone. Like I actually think nights alone are like super important, whether you're in a partnership or, you know, uh, I know it's a time where we like want to see our cohort right now and everything. But like, sometimes I think it's also just like really important to be by yourself and be good with being by yourself. So what I like to do is I'll like run my bath and I have a really nice bath. Like I've made sure what, okay. I think actually like a big self care thing for me is like, my space mm-hmm. is so chill. Like my bedroom is my favorite place to be because I spend the most time there. So I like worked really hard. My friend is like really great at decorating and I was just like, take my money, do what you want. <laughs> and so I was like, you know, I, she worked really hard as well as like me making sure these things are like the way I want them. And she got them literally perfect. Um, that's like my sanctuary. So I think that's like a big self care thing for me. My patio, I love it in the summer. So I made sure that was like a really important area for me. My bathroom, love that area. There's like lots of candles all like light and um, safely if my landlord's listening. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll run my bath. And I, uh, I love my jade roller, <laughs> like mm-hmm. my jade skincare roller. And I'll do, um, I'll do like a face mask and I'll do face oils and just like make sure I like work them in with the jade roller. That's like cool out the freezer. And you can get those at Dollarama for like $4. Okay. On the internet, people try to sell them for $30 and up these oh jade God. rollers. Dollarama. Four dollars. There's your pro tip. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like. I don't think you should cheap out on skincare, but like that's something that's not like physically going into your yeah. pores and face. Yeah. So that's okay. <laughs> so definitely like doing a skincare routine, taking a bath. I'll put like lavender bath salts and everything like that in there and just chill. Also, like a really good self care thing that I really like to do is like I will make myself a really good meal. And I know that sounds so weird and so easy, but if you're like, like on Sunday, I was like, I'm going to have a me day. It's great. So I like went and got like a steak from the store and I got like a baked potato and like I got vegetables I wanted. And I was like, I'm going to make myself a really nice steak dinner just for myself. I'm going to turn the world off and I'm just going to chill. And so like something simple like that, but like putting your own love and care into it. Cause I also think we go really fast through like making our meals and everything. But, like, doing something simple like that and, like, taking care in that, like, you feel better after you eat it even. I know it sounds weird, but it works. (laughs) That sounds amazing, though. (laughs) I love that. Okay, I have a couple questions that I like to ask um, pretty much all of my guests. (laughs) So, um, is there a piece of advice that you would give somebody that is kind of at the beginning of their journey or a piece of advice that you wish that you would have gotten um, when you were younger? 
going through all of this. Yeah. Oh my God. Therapy is your friend. <laughs> like yeah. there's such a stigma. If, if you can afford it, yeah. like, like I feel so lucky and so privileged. And I know that I have privilege in being able to have therapy. There is a lot of resources that are like sliding scale and like phone calls and everything like that as well. So like, I would recommend like looking that up for yourself, but like therapy is your friend because mm -hmm. honestly you harvest so much in your body that like you don't even realize like and when your mind is holding so much information like it actually starts to like physically come out of you like mm -hmm. you can like get aches and stuff in like certain types of your body and like not feel good in certain areas of your body like if you're also mentally not there and if you're not mentally clear like you can't really like see the world how you could be seeing it so yeah therapy is your friend if you can afford to do so if you have benefits like yoga on it use that <laughs> yeah if you can do sliding scale like yeah therapy 120 percent. that's a really good point therapy is so expensive or can be so expensive and it's so hard for a lot of people to pay for and a lot of people's benefits don't cover um nearly enough but definitely agree therapy is huge you know it's you know what i honestly think that therapy needs to be one of those like free yeah. resources that we have because god everyone everyone needs therapy literally if somebody says like i don't need therapy i'm like okay who are you like a magician or something like no you yeah. need therapy everyone needs it we don't think sometimes we don't think we do but like even to have someone like unbiasedly like bounce things off of like yeah. is a huge help yeah exactly and a lot of people don't realize that you don't have to have a mental illness or mental health issues to go to therapy yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah okay one last question for you um is there a stigma or misconception surrounding mental health that bothers you the most or that you hear most often but isn't true I think I dislike especially movies and TV shows and everything and mm -hmm. like I think that like I really dislike how people with mental illness are portrayed like how it is this like sickness yeah you know like I was saying like it can be a superpower and I don't think that light is shone on people enough you True. know yeah yeah so like so like I just, I, I think that like dealing with everything in our lives, like, like, yeah, certain things can totally be a superpower and it really sucks. And it's getting better now that like conversations are being created and like, you know, um, people don't look like, I hate, I hate these words and I don't use them in my day-to-day -day vocabulary, but I'm using them for the sake of this point is like, you know, people are portrayed as like insane or crazy in like yeah. movies and stuff like that with mental illness. But like, that's actually just like, that's not true. And like, I don't think that's like the case at all. I don't know, especially like with homeless population and everything. Sorry, my thoughts are going like 30,000 again, miles a minute. Um, like a lot of like the homeless population, like people have mental illness that like have been either undiagnosed or, or, you know, haven't gotten the proper help and they haven't gotten the proper care because also it's really expensive and like also just haven't been properly diagnosed and then people turn to you know um self-medication and everything like that and so mm -hmm. I think like that's why it really bothers me too with like the homeless population is like people have this negative stigma and this negative connotation with like you do drugs you're a shitty person you're a terrible person that you, you got yourself here this is terrible for you but like a lot of the time actually it's just like people who have, haven't had 
mental illness diagnosed properly or dealt with properly like that really irritates me Mm -hmm. so there's like a couple I that's probably like two different thoughts I don't know if they made sense or like made like together at all like a puzzle piece Mm -hmm. but I hope that makes sense yeah oh yeah I like that one see this is why I love asking this question because everybody's answer is always completely different I love it yeah but I love it. Okay. Um, if people want to contact you or reach out or have more questions, um, can, how do they, or can they do that? How do they do yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. Like slide me a DM on my Instagram at the real Kylie Roman and it's Kylie with two E's. So K-Y-L-E-E-R-O-M-A-N. And, uh, yeah, you can always message me there. Um, I do not promise that I will always have the emotional capacity or the proper answer. However, what I will like promise is that like, I will always try to point you in the right direction of somebody who can help you with that. Like there's so many like specialized um, organizations in our city as well in Calgary. So like if you need help with anything like mental health related, like queer related, like, um, like, if you're trans like just shoot me a message I have resources for all of these things so that I can help with for sure that's amazing well that is all the questions that I had for you is there anything that you wanted to touch on that we didn't I I don't think so but like what I want to say is like I think that conversations like this are really important to have and I really appreciate you like asking me on here and like wanting to create conversation and also like sharing a bit of your story because I know that that's really like vulnerable and hard mm-hmm. and so I really appreciate that as well because talking about mental health with other people I know it's like not the easiest thing but also talking about it yourself yeah and sometimes hearing these conversations can be really triggering so like thank you for being vulnerable in that and like offering your space for us as well oh well thank you so much I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story and your journey and just being raw and vulnerable with me too thank you I appreciate that Thank you so much for tuning in today. Feel free to reach out at any time. You can contact me on Instagram and Facebook at StompTheStigmaYYC, and you can email me at StompTheStigmaYYC at gmail.com. If you like the podcast, please like and subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts. And if you or someone you know would like to come on, I would love to have you. Share your story, speak your truth, and together we can stomp the stigma.